When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Paul, I'll also say this. Our WFN colleague, Tiki Barber, former great running back for the New York Giants, he had an interesting point when it came to the Jets trading for James Robinson and being a guy who's played on contenders. And he basically said, look, the Jets have this team rolling along. They lose their their rookie running back, Brees Hall, and right away, boom, you see the team go and replace with James Robinson. He says that can really uplift the locker room into the front office telling them they are believers. We mentioned that these guys tell the team on the field, hey, Kadarius Tony, we're trading them, but everybody's fine with it. I know they see Galladay coming back. We've mentioned Foster down the line. They definitely have a little more cap wiggle room than they did. They definitely have a little more draft capital now, nine picks. I don't think that they're out there looking at mortgage first round picks or anything. I think we all understand that. But that being said, doesn't it, even if it's not a major move, behoove this front office now to show their team, hey, we sold off a piece, we're going to buy a piece, even if it's at a reasonable price? Not necessarily, because as we've said, their mantra has been, you will earn your snaps, you will earn your way on this team. Even guys on the back of the depth chart and on the practice squad have gotten elevated and gotten significant playing time, which means if the Giants decide that they want to elevate a Robert Foster or they want to elevate a Pimpleton and decide that one of those guys will help this receiving core, well, then it will only be because those guys earned it in practice and their teammates saw that their blood, sweat, and tears was rewarded by the coaching staff and they got that elevation. So I don't necessarily think they have to make a trade to justify a move of that nature. Yes, but I think we could all agree. And you saw Jones's frustration on the Marcus Johnson drop. They might all believe in each other. But, I mean, the people in the locker room are not idiots. Players in other positions aren't idiots. That is the weak position group on the field right now. And there's sure. no telling what college sure. can come. So, sure. I'll say this, Paul. If Joe Shane loves his draft capital, but they do have at least the slightest bit, little more, little more, smidge more wiggle room uh, under the cap to make moves this year. Is it really that much more insane than we thought it was three weeks ago that Odell Beckham Jr. could be a piece of this team in December? I would be absolutely flabbergasted. I, I thought the no same thing. Happens. I thought the same thing, but, but he, I mean, he was, he came back to the team facility only because Sterling Shepard, one of the same Saquon Barkley, one of the same, are those guys not big enough leaders in that room to sell that staff in front office? Odell would be on his best behavior. We could use a guy like this. I don't even think this is a, a philosophical issue. I think let's just talk about a physical issue. Yeah. The, the the last thing that I heard is that Odell Beckham probably would not be able to get on the field for a regular season game until December. Right. But, well, I mean, at that point, I'm sorry, but I don't I don't see the benefit. Well, Paul, I mean, the benefit would be this, and I'm not saying he's the old, old Odell. First of all, we don't know that everybody's going to stay healthy the rest of the way. That's number one. Number two, True. look, you already have six wins as we enter November here, right? Yeah. Okay, let's say worst case, they get two more wins. You're at eight wins before this December stretch comes. 
I mean, is that not uplifting to a room to bring a guy of Odell's caliber that, by the way, players seem to gravitate to? And I'm not pounding the table for Odell. I'm just saying, when you think about holding on a draft capital, but also trying to add to this weakness and guys in that room that are very good friends with the guy, I just, I would have laughed at anybody that told me this a month ago. And it's hard for me to laugh at that right now. Like, I, I even had well, his best friends in the room were Barkley and Shepard. And basically, there's, there's hardly anybody left. But that's since, what I'm saying. Those are pretty big voices in the room, are they not? Well, Shepard's not much anymore. He's hurt. Well, I, he's not he's even around. I mean, you know, they do bring him. To, they do bring him to the games, but he's not around every day anymore. In fact, he just had his surgery the other day. I, um, I, I don't. I don't see any way that that's a fit. I just don't. Okay, that, that's fine, Paul. And it's good to debate things like this. This is the only thing I'll say is this, and I, I do think that as much as the of the fan base, if I could speak from that perspective right now is very much in trust Shane and Dable mode. And how could you not be? And Hey, Tony, we barely saw you. You weren't on the field. You know, people love toughness in New York. And maybe it wasn't tough. All of that. I do think that there will be a percentage of those fans that are totally fine and trusting now that come Tuesday at four o'clock will be ultra disappointed. If there's not a singular move made here, even a face. Well, I really I, do. I'll say this, Sean. I, I, I don't think the giants should make a move. Because I do think that this is the first year of the turnaround and of the rebuild. And when you look at the course of the next two to three years anyway, which is what they're really shooting to do, I get it that they're ahead of schedule. But, you know, making one of these these smaller deals is probably not the difference between them even going to the NFC Championship game and, and just being a playoff team. Uh, for me, I look at this team and I, I understand that Shane wants – cheap players by the numbers that are going to be able to be young and healthy and allow this team to be contenders two, three, four years down the road. I don't know that making a trade right now for a veteran does anything but counteract that philosophy. Now I'll say this. But I think there's a balance, Paul. There's a balance. There's a balance. There's a balance. I think that there's no way, in my opinion, he would trade a first or second day pick for anybody this weekend. Now, if they beat Seattle, okay, and gives them a seventh win, now that puts them in a little bit of a different category because now you start saying, well, how high a playoff seed do you think you might might be able to achieve? Yeah. Okay? So maybe, maybe he gets tempted to part with a day three pick if somebody calls him on Monday with a player who they really believe can help. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Paul, the only, push, the only pushback I'll give you to that is they're not exactly – and I think Seattle's going to be tough and we'll get into the game in a second. They're not going here to play the Chiefs this week either. I mean, if that's the mindset, hey, if they beat Seattle and they're 7-1 maybe, like shouldn't they have the mindset right now in the room that they think we have a good chance of beating Seattle right now? So shouldn't they already be thinking along those lines? Well, like they, should, they shouldn't walk out of Seattle stunned if they're 7-1. and one. I think I think this a Seattle victory would be a significant accomplishment given the fact that the team is very badly beaten up right now. They're exhausted. In fact, 
the last two weeks, last week and this week, uh, I know the writers haven't written about it, but I could tell you for a fact that they've done less pads uh, and less strenuous practices and more walkthroughs because coach was very concerned about the mental, emotional, and physical fatigue that this team has had to go through over the last four weeks. And so they are very much aware that this trip going out to Seattle is going to require a lot of fuel. And I'm not talking about airline fuel. I'm talking about team fuel. It'll require a lot of airline fuel, though, Paul. That's a lot. It will. It will. But team fuel. And so he has actually lightened up physically on this club the last two weeks, understanding that they're looking forward to getting to the bye week. And if they beat Seattle, you're talking about a team that is in the NFC, which, of course, because of the wild card permutations, NFC games are much more important. Yeah, for sure. And oh, by the way, I, you know, with that, and this is where we can start to preview the game, Paul. It's a good win if they win it. That's the point, Sean. Yeah, it's a oh, big oh, win if they win it. Yeah, I'm kind of half in the water here because I'm going to tell you flat out before we start previewing this game, with all that fatigue and everything, I, I think the Giants are going to win this game. And, and before I give the pick, I do. Uh, and, and we want to talk about being beat up. I mean, Seattle is quite literally going to be without their best offensive player, and that includes the Kenneth Walker. I mean, DK Metcalf taking him away from that deep passing game is a big deal in this game, yes. a big deal for Geno Smith. So it's not as, it, as if Seattle is coming in all healthy here. With that, Paul, actually forget the preview for a second. One note I wanted to hit on, uh, Dable did say that Nick Gates is ready to play in a game if need be. Yes, so, yes. I mean, do we expect him active on Sunday, or is he going to be on the inactives? Oh, I would not be surprised if he's active. But in terms of playing, oh, I think that they would probably try to wean him in initially as that potential six lineman. Okay. As we've talked about, jumbo package, you know, uh, the jumbo tight end, uh, just, you know, going with, with a monster. Uh, I could see that happening. I don't necessarily think unless somebody gets hurt, Feliciano or one of the guards – I don't necessarily think you'll see Gates, you know, take a ton of snaps, but could you see him in a cameo role? I absolutely think that could be possible. Okay. And with that, do you think they use a, okay, what are the practice squad elevations going to be? And B, is that another land that Collins role? Is it going to be uh, the tight end that we had just signed back? Not Cager. Who, why am I? I just had the note here. The guy who was running first team H back in the, uh, in training camp. What's it? Is it Andrew Miller? What's his Alan. name? Yeah. Okay. Alan? No, I think I think I think I think it would be I think it would definitely be Cager. Okay, I'm, I'm high on Cager. I, yeah. you know if we haven't well, they, talked about it on this cast before, I'm very high on Lawrence Cager. I know you are, and the Jets liked him, and they had too many tight ends in the room. The only thing about Cager is he is a converted wide receiver, and it kind of feels like you know him and Hudson are very similar players, and I and it feels like Merrick's going to be the, you know the number one tight end here. I. Look, if that's the case, that's fine. But it does feel like that, you know, they could use an extra blocking. But maybe to your point, they just go more of these jumbo sets. Well, that's exactly what you can do if you have to. Right. If you got to go double tight end because you're gonna you're gonna pound it, just bring Gates in as the second right. tight end. And it's Andrew Miller is the guy. Cager, uh, Andrew Miller, right? Yeah. Andrew Miller. Um, what they could do with Cager is strictly use him in receiver type packages and use him in a similar way like Evan Ingram was used in years past where he would not necessarily be asked to do much blocking. And to be frank, I talked to Cager just yesterday. He's up to 240 pounds. And I'm telling you, he looks like a heavyweight prize fighter. He's in outstanding shape, and he's got beef and muscle on his bones. He's very serious about being here, and he's really excited about okay. being a giant. 
Look, I'd love that. And on that, have they announced or are they kind of holding this back? Because I'm talking about practice squad elevations, but is anybody replacing Tony on the 53? They have not announced that as we tape this particular program. Okay. Because that obviously would factor in to the squad yes. elevations. I so, do think you'll think you'll see Landon Collins against the Seahawks. This is Whether be a or not he's team. an elevation or, or a signee, I right. think you'll see Collins play. Right, because Jefferson's not around right now anyway, and this is clearly going to be a team. Look, sloppy weather it looks like. Another rainy day in Seattle. Uh, they give up a ton of fourth most rushing yards per game in the lead to Seattle. But on the flip side, if you take away DK Metcalf with, with Geno Smith, this is going to be a team with their rookie running back that is going to try to run the ball, and that is a fit for Landon Collins.